Hi everyone, one more time here to uh, explain about my life. Thank you for listening my podcast. I'm very happy that this is happening. Well, probably you know I'm not the expert of the field, but I'm very committed and very happy to keep talking about my life. And uh, maybe for some of you will be the inspiring to continue and look forward to the wishes. Well, in the last chapter I was briefly talking about uh, the crisis and all this kind of struggling with my family and myself. And um, always I was asking myself, why? What happened to me? Why this is happening to me? And I thought I was the only person in the world that had this issue. Uh, well, fortunately I'm not the only one, or I was not the only one. You know the life, life is always hard for everybody. Anyway, so this time I'm going to talk about uh, my studies, my my school, and all all involved involving this this aspect. Well, I I studied in Quito basically. Uh, all my life I studied in Quito from the beginning, kindergarten, elementary school. On elementary school I struggled a bit because uh, also I was the first year on. Uh, private one of course it was much better education but then after that my my parents couldn't afford to keep up with the three kids in the private school and I was the the candidate basically to uh, go to a public one I'm not really blaming on them because this is I consider now part of the of the story and and the nicest part when I um, noticed that uh, you know life could change radically by that time I was like seven years old and of course I was a, a bit uh, angry of my parents why they changed the school but on the other hand as well my grandma was um, was a teacher and she was she was teaching on that school so my my, my parents I, I consider I believe that uh, just a way of saving some money sent me and my brother to the school I was in second grade and my 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 next brother, well, my brother was on the first grade. So we went to that school, and um, of course our grandma wasn't our teacher. She was teaching the, the the lower grades, like first, for example, all the time, first grade. Anyway, so but it was completely different. Probably you can understand if you guys were on elementary school on, on the public. You know the system is different and here in South America in case of Ecuador was even worse. So we need to, I mean we had to start uh, surviving basically, just developing other skills that we didn't know that we had. Like for example, you know, fighting, uh, yelling on kids, uh, being more um, uh, sportive, you know. So it's kind of competing yourself basically. And well, one of the things that happened in that uh, part of my life is that my, my granddad died. And uh, this is something that every time that I remember, uh, it still comes a lot of uh, memories to my mind and make me feel very sad. Because I believe, uh, well, my, my granddad was like my dad. I'm not saying that my dad is not my dad, I love my dad uh, at the most, but my granddad was something something also special. And in my case, I was the elder grandson 
so all the time was um, next to him and he his dream in a certain point after that my grandma told us was to have all, all boys and just to, to let you know uh, with his idea of having boys he ended up with seven daughters and one son so in our case in the, in the next generation three boys in a row it was something that he I, I believe that he was so excited and so on that's why we were so special for him and unfortunately when he turned 53 he got a heart attack we didn't know that he had um, uh, heart problems well he was a heavy smoker uh, he used to drink as well not really blaming on him but uh, yeah at the end uh, they were that was a consequence of you know treating himself so bad unfortunately he died and for us especially for me was a a big impact in my life because also the entire family was completely destroyed he was the main pillar to the very big family and he kept everything in order unfortunately after he died my grandma couldn't control that and you know all the siblings and and, and the families are fighting for even for ridiculous things this hit so hard in my life and until now i i remember him as it was yesterday he was uh, a very strong man and he was also uh, he he talked to us a lot he introduces to many good things uh, he, he always used to say that we have to be good boys and honest and loyal and uh, work hard anyway even uh, tears come to my to me now because i remember as it was yesterday you know even though i'm 39 i still remember this episode that was so hard for me as it was yesterday well i believe he is resting I believe he is happy that uh, one of the main boys is uh, successful uh, on top of the situation he continued well I'm talking about myself and uh, yeah that was so hard we grew up in the city center actually uh, I talked in the other episode that the economic uh, economic crisis in the 90s really destroyed the country and that really um, affect everybody and uh, our family was not the exception after my granddad died family started fighting and start uh, arguing why we we were so close to to my grandparents and they didn't so my father as a smartest uh, uh, solution he decided to buy a property in the really outskirts of Quito Quito you know is the capital of Ecuador the, the, the city that is in the Andes so as he couldn't afford to have like a centrally location located place we were uh, we, we had to move far away from the city center even though that now is really well located you know Quito has extent all over and there there are many people now living next to uh, the place that we used to live so but in that time anyway, like 30 years ago, it was far away. For us, it was another impact, even though we love the mountain. Actually, one of the habits that I learned and I developed it, it was traveling because with my grandfather, we used to travel a lot, not far away, probably. You guys are accustomed to, to travel overseas and travel far away from other 
country to another country. No, unfortunately, we couldn't do that. But even though my, my grandpa used to take us to the forest, to the parks, to the swimming pool, thanks to him, we, we learned how to swim, actually, because he used to take us every single Saturday in the morning with my brothers to swim. Of course, at the end, we used to end up in a very nice ice cream place that still exists after 30, 30 something years, it still exists. And the, the nicest thing is that the, the lady who sells the ice cream is still remember my granda. Anyway, I, uh, I try to keep the center of the conversation, but there are so many things that I wanted to explain you, to, to tell you as well. And um, then, well, we also have to start over. I consider that was, that was hard at the beginning because as we were living in the city center, we, we have a school bus, even though we went to the public school. We had a school bus and everything was set uh, as normal. But when we moved to the far other areas, there were no school buses, there were even no buses at all. So we have to walk with my brother for two miles and a half in the darkness, early in the morning, because here in Ecuador, classes start at seven in the morning. So as we were living far away, we need something like two hours prior um, starting before the classes start. So imagine we have to wake up sometimes at 4.30 to be ready and then at 5.5.15 left home and walk for an hour to reach the highway and find maybe a, a truck or a bus or a taxi or whatever transportation is available or was available to take us to the center and from the center to take a public bus. I did that with my, uh, my brother. I was eight and a half almost nine and my brother was seven this first part also was hard we were crying with my brother all the time saying that why it happened to us because we switched from being a city city child then to be a regular child that live far out far out areas not blaming again on my parents because i i keep saying that uh, everything that happens in life it's a, it's a learning lesson, it's, um, it's another opportunity to develop certain skills of certain things that probably you uh, didn't know that you, that you have it. So, but of course at the beginning it was hard. Plus, uh, the switching of uh, private uh, school to public also was a big, a big issue. But we survived, right? We, we were in one of the poorest schools in the in the city actually most of our classmates were really poor people they belong from shoeshiner families some of them were homeless and they just send the kids to school so we learned the other the other hand the other side of the of life that also was i really appreciate that happened to me to me especially and uh, then after that, when I graduated from elementary school, when I left, uh, finished elementary, we went to um, um, high school. Was, as well in the same case, high school was, uh, was public. And the, the first three years on high school, um, we have to start in the afternoon because that, that uh, high school was like that. So I really hate it. I really hate it. I hate as the most to start in the afternoon. Imagine to start classes at 1 p.m. in the afternoon 
and to hold the rest of the afternoon until 6. So it was so bad, so bad. And I hate it. At the same time, this is the moment when my parents, as I, I explained at the other chapter, they left us because they have to work in the U.S. and uh, I just became the daddy of my brothers and it was like a big thing, a big, big uh, it, was, it was, was hard. So I hate the most. I was the laziest student that you can ever imagine. I know there, is, there, are, there, there are people that don't like to study, but I hate it. One thing is you don't like it, and the other thing is you hate it. I hate it. I was so, so angry of myself. But then uh, I, I didn't know actually what to do after high school. Well, I finished high school, uh, fortunately. Uh, last year I said, okay, I have to finish this thing because I don't want to be anymore on this school. I hate that the most. And uh, then after that, my, my, my father said, hey, you know what, I am a civil engineer here, have all the tools, I have uh, um, all the supplies that probably also the assistant, I can give you support if you, if you love to be as well following my steps. My father still works, I think next year he's gonna um, retire, but he is a very brilliant engineer. So then I said, well, sure, yes, I, I start on a private uh, university, architecture. But unfortunately, after two weeks, I said to my, to my family, so, you know, I hate this. I don't want it. So I, I, I felt I still had that anger of all these past years before I went to, to university. Even though it was private, my parents paid for it. At the end, I just left it. I worked. The, the idea of becoming an architecture. So imagine if uh, you you are the the grand the grandson, the, the elder one. It's supposed to be the example of uh, of the rest of the kids. By that moment, there were like already 14 grandkids. So they were, everybody was looking at me as I was the the main example of uh, persevering, uh, persisting, working and study even though it was not true and then after that uh, everybody keep looking at me as uh, the black sheep because i didn't want to study but my time to not study uh, right after you finish uh, high school was like uh, maybe you were involved in drugs and you were really lazy and you didn't care and you probably will end up so so bad it was hard also for us to break this paradigm of uh, maybe taking as you guys call the sabbatic semester the sabbatic year just you know find out, finding out uh, new things just to let you know exactly or giving you the the path of what you you will do in the future so i took my sabbatic six months and i started studying in a sorry working on a supermarket so i met uh, friends and uh, yeah i was I was very, very enthusiastic with this new relaxing life. I was just making my own money. I will talk about works that I have done before, even I became a guide in another chapter. But I just let you know that uh, I worked in a supermarket for like two months and I was so happy uh, to meet new people. And uh, even though I started drinking a little bit and smoking a little bit. So it was, it was so cool, even though it probably was not healthy enough, but it was cool. 
So then after that, my, my father one day talked to me and said, um, you, don't, you don't like this kind of standard careers, like an engineer, lawyer, a doctor, or economist, or whatever. Not really saying that they're not good careers. I, I'm sure everybody chooses what they want and what they feel it's, it's good for them. But in my case, I hate it. So why you don't study English? because probably as you like traveling you like talking to people who knows maybe you might be interested to to work in another country or in a cruise or whatever and i said to my dad yeah you're right you're right so i should uh, start studying but my time by that time my level of english even though my my level now is not 100 percent but you guys understand right in that time my level was zero Zero, 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 and zero. So the only thing I could say was good morning, goodbye, and my name is Alejandro. So my father said, okay, it's gonna be hard for you because you don't speak at all. And uh, I'm just gonna pay for the best institute in Ecuador to learn English as a career. If you fail, this is your last chance. If you pass, for sure that's going to be the starting of a new world for you. Perfect. I say, great, I take the challenge. I always love challenge. And I say, this is probably something that is not in the standard life. And not everybody speaks English. And probably that would be good for me to uh, open my borders, my, my boundaries. And probably do something that I probably would love it. It was hard. I was studying English four uh, hours a day during five days a week. So the first uh, two months I almost gave up many times because I hate it. I hate it the most. You may imagine when you are younger, of course, when you're a kid, you, you learn it right away. It doesn't matter what languages you propose or you wanted to introduce. But when you are already 18 years old, it's hard. So it was hard. But then after that, as part of the course, they, they force us to talk. They, they, they make us to uh, expose about places and uh, hotels and uh, volcanoes and so on and so on. So this is when I picked another uh, good idea of, of, I kept the idea of traveling. I said, well, I, I like to talk to people. I notice at the moment, I like to talk to people, I manage a bit of English. I, I would love to maybe work in a museum or uh, be part of a, of a cruise or probably be in, become a flight attendant. As I'm, I'm sure that later on I, will, I, will, I was going to be good on English, I say, well, maybe I will do my best to finish all this training. And this course was going to last nine months, but on the same pace four hours of English a day so then after that after four months my parents say okay I believe that you love tourism you love traveling talking now you manage language uh, well of course my English by that moment was less than now but still in, uh, in comparison of the media between all people that are here in Ecuador, I was, uh, my, my level was superior, so it was so, so great.
So they say, why we don't just look for a career related with tourism in, again, in the best institution, in the best institu institute or college of Ecuador. So my father especially, he was very, um, let's say, strict with that and he was uh, uh, precise with that. I said, you know, I don't want you to fail again. If you really love tourism, you have to make sure you, you, you will study on the best place ever in Ecuador. So not kidding, my father called Ministry of Tourism and asked where were the places the people study that work in tourism or travel agencies or hospitality industry. Well, they gave him the, the name and we went together and I, I, I was um, able to study there. Of course, it was super expensive at that time, super, super expensive. My, my parents were not too bad at that moment, and they say, okay, we, could, we, we afford to pay this, but we just want to make sure and guarantee that you're not going to fail again as what you did before on, on, uh, on the architecture career. So um, in that moment, I remember the government of Ecuador came out with the first uh, student uh, the first student uh, credit so that was gonna pay something like 40% of the career so I was one of the first uh, or was the first group of students that uh, asked this credit to to um, to be paid so yeah I mean that was uh, a little bit freaky because um, I didn't know if I was gonna fail my, my father said, if you fail this time, you just have to make sure how you will pay back to the government because the government lent you the money, but once you fail one signature, you're all set. So um, it was, it, it was uh, annoying at the beginning because I said, I don't want to be imposed again anything. I just want to be free. I just want to be, uh, as my father said, you, you, you want to be a... A hippie. Say no, no. I don't want to be a hippie, but I want to be free. And since I started this, I love it. I really love it. I became the first uh, student, the smartest of the class. But the, the training lasts for seven semesters, and I was honestly dreaming to go every single day to to the university to study. After two semesters. I started working because my level of English was good. I uh, was doing transfers, I was working in museums. So something that in a certain point imagine it came I mean it became true automatically. So well, after I graduate, I um, I considered my English was was good, was okay, but it was not as good as probably now. So this is when I decide to move to the US. That's going to be another chapter. I'm going to explain to you what I did in the U.S. I lived almost for a year. It was in 2004. But this, this chapter in particular, I, I love it to explain it because this is something that I just kept on mind since it was yesterday. I remember all this odyssey that, that passed in my life. And now, uh, by that moment, I was very... And I finally discovered what... Uh, make me feel happy this is just a, a comment do whatever you want in terms of make you feel happy 
it's not really the, the money issue, it's just your time issue. It's how you feel. I have met so many people during these 17 years in tourism that they have done fortunes just picking garbage out of the street. And also I have met people that are millionaires belonging from families that were like high-end families all over the world, but they were not happy until they discovered that um, they, they could change their life and now they are traveling all over the world and not working or just maybe working as long as they go. So this is the, the, the comment, the reflection that I want to give this time. I'm not the best of the, of the world. I still have my mistakes. But the idea of this post, the podcast, these, these messages, is just to tell and show, let people know what happened to me and how I could just revert it, how I could just hold it until in a certain point my life changed. So the final comment is do whatever you want but that make you feel happy. I hope you like this one, as maybe the other ones too. Thank you for listening to us all these 25 minutes. And surely I'm going to talk about my time in the U.S. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll talk to you shortly. Bye.